Welcome. This is jazz just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast called Jazz Just the Way We Like It. Recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs from the 1950s, the 1960s, the 1970s, and even to present times. I'm in the studio with my good friend and co-host, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, how you doing? All right, what's up, man? How well, you be, man? How's everything? I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there, man. Good, good. Hanging in there. I'm glad to hear that. This is uh, our 99th uh, episode. Oh, boy. We should do something great for our 100th episode. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll do the tribute to Pharaoh on the 100th episode. Oh, that's a, that would be great. That's a great yeah. That's a great. That, that that's a great thing to do, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I would love that. Yeah, you know I want to. Um, uh, yeah, that'll be a good, a uh, nice special. You know, hundred episodes, man, where we've been playing the music that we love, and also trying to introduce a new, younger, or even older generation to that fabulous American art form known as jazz. Uh how you been, Larry? Okay, uh, recovering from the uh, uh, the eye operation. The doctor said it came out okay. I'm was in a little discomfort, and now not in uh, so much discomfort as as I was, and I think things are getting better. That's great to hear, man. That's great to hear. It's always good to hear things are getting better. Uh, you know, we always, Larry. You know, well, you know, and I guess people who listen to us know and realize that we always start the podcast off with a song that addresses the issue of social justice. Uh, Social justice. Uh, And uh, this first, usually we play an old song that deals with the issue of social justice, but I'm going to go to uh, modern times and play a piece by Alicia Keys. And... uh, and I, I think the name of this is called Holy War. Oh, what a contradiction, man. <laughs> but, uh, here's Alicia Keys in our song addressing social justice, Holy War. Is obscene. We've got it twisted 
in this lucid dream Baptized in boundaries School dancing Divided by difference Sexuality and skin Oh, so we can hate each other And fear each other We can build these walls Between each other Baby, blow by blow And brick by brick Keep yourself locked in Yourself locked in Yeah, we can hate each other And fear each other We can build these walls Between each other Baby, blow by blow And brick by brick Keep yourself locked in Yourself locked Keys, Holy War. Hey, Larry, how'd you like that piece? Oh, man, that was really beautiful piece. Uh, it uh, sounded folksy. She's, you know, usually she's R&B. I mean, she has an R&B sound to me. 
normally, typically, or a pop sound. I'm not quite sure which one it is. Uh, but that was really like, uh, you know, like a Mary McKeever, uh, Odetta type of sound, or maybe more so uh, uh, Tracy Chapman type of sound to me. And uh, her mother happens to be uh, Caucasian. And, you know, she grew up under, I guess, mm. uh, I think the mother was a single mother, but I'm not quite sure. So she's, she knows about these piece, these bricks that exist within, you know, within the world. Uh, and I like the way that she phrased it, uh, uh, breaking it down. And um, it was really, I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I, I, want, I would be curious as to when did she put that, this out? I'm not sure, but it's not that old. The lyrics is really, really good. It's, it's uh, lyrics that you don't usually associate with uh, a, a Trace, with a, Alicia Keys, no. an interesting title, Holy War, because people usually associate that with uh, Islam, a holy war, you know, and that, you know, they uh, uh, they they claim salvation through uh, war. You, if, you know, you die in a, in a holy conflict, you, go, you know, your sins will be forgiven and then you go to paradise. But what's interesting, if you look at history, that whole idea of paradise by dying in war really came from the first crusades. That's what I was thinking. It was like Middle Ages. It it was the Pope who made that uh, absolution to all the knights in order to get knights to retake Jerusalem. Uh, He offered absolution, and basically you you would go to heaven if you died. And, you know, at that time, Christianity was big because it was the main belief. And uh, that's where it came from. Didn't realize that. Didn't realize that. that uh, so uh, most of the people, I mean, most of those uh, soldiers on the Western side were uh, were Catholic. I don't think the Protestantism well, you, hadn't, hadn't come into play. No, it didn't. The world was, was, was Christian. Well, they didn't call it Catholic. It was just Christianity. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and, and there was division within the Christian church. Uh, they were fighting for who was going to be power. You had the Church of England. You had Egypt. You had Constantinople. You had Rome. There's a number of different powerhouses of the church. And Rome eventually won out. And they got to be the boss, and they got to define uh, how Christianity was and will be. And, uh, and then sectors of it broke off, and that's where we got your Protestant, your Lutherans, your you know, Episcopalians. But they were basically one. All right, man. And uh, it's interesting history to look at the history of Christianity because that's the history of Western civilization. True. No major move would have happened without the condolence of, of the Christian church for a good part of history. Slavery could never occur if it was condemned by the popes and bishops. It wouldn't have happened. All right, man, that was Alicia Keys, man. That was a very, very, very enlightening song, man. Oh, man, I wanted to do a little trip down memory lane with saxophones. So I did a little research, and I'm going to play this first guy. And his, I think I'm pronounce, pronouncing his name right, Chu, C-H-U? Mm-hmm. Chu Berry, you ever heard of him? No, I haven't. Okay. 
This is True Berry, man, an old sax player. And I'll tell you why. He's famous in the history of jazz saxophone players. So uh, let's listen to Chewberry and listen to his sound. And uh, people can enjoy this. Here we go, Chewberry. sax playing in, in the uh, history of jazz because who he influenced it. How'd you like that piece, Larry? Oh, that was that was really good. I uh, wow, I, I the beat, the uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. I, I forget what, that's like ragtime. I'm not really quite it's sure. Close to it. That's probably yeah. in the 1920s. Yeah, yeah. So it's the beat got me. I got, I, I can't stay stay still with that. Yeah, with a I beat hear like you. That. Uh, and 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 the way that the instruments were talking to each other back and forth, boom, boom, boom. You know, the yeah, sax would say yeah, something, the trumpet yeah. would get back at it, and da 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 da. You know, so that was a, a clear. You can clearly tell it's jazz. Oh yeah, it's, it's clearly jazz. It's not ragtime. It's none of that in the 1920s. And this guy had a major influence on one 
person who influenced jazz like crazy, and that's Charlie Parker. Okay. Charlie oh. Parker says the guy that influenced me was Chew Berry. Okay. In fact, Charlie Parker was so influenced by him that he named his son after him. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Charlie Parker took it to the next level. Let's listen to a piece by uh, Charlie, Charlie Parker called Donna Lee. Charlie Parker on the piece called Donna Lee. Uh, in fact, Miles Davis was playing trumpet on this piece. Wow. So this was a very young Miles. Yeah. You know, Miles was out there, you know, playing professionally at 18, something like that. Right. So it was a young, maybe even younger than 18. Um, so so we know the impact that Charlie Parker had on 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 modern jazz, you know, what it what we can trace. True Berry having that influence on Charlie Parker. How you like Charlie, man? Charlie, it's always good. But the thing about this one was like Chew, uh, Chew had a certain beat and there was a certain rhythm, a certain timing. And uh, Charlie, just like you said, it, it just went up a, it went up a degree in terms of the, the, the speed at which he was bringing those notes in. Uh, um, Chew was very fast, quick. But Charlie just brought it like, Light speed. Yeah, yeah, he just, wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's uh, uh, absolutely amazing, man, when you start seeing this uh, connection with jazz over time. Now, um, Parker influenced a lot of people, a lot of people. But one one person that he had uh, made major impact on is John Gilmore. Now, Gilmore played with Art Blakely. Uh, he played with other groups, but eventually landed with Sun Ra. And he was a featured saxophone player in Sun Ra's group. And when Sun Ra passed, he took over the group. Uh, John Gilmore, and John Gilmore, man, everybody tried to get John Gilmore when he was with Sun Ra, but he wouldn't leave Sun Ra. Uh, so here is a pre-Sun Ra recording of Gilmore playing with Art Blakely, who everybody played with Art Blakely at one time or another, along with Lee Morgan in a piece called On the Ginza. So uh, we'll see how Charlie Parker influenced John Gib Gilmore.
That's John Gilmore with Lee Morgan on the uh, Art Blakey Trio. And uh, you can see, man, how that sax progressed, man, with the time it got to Gilmore, because Gilmore was influenced a lot by Parker. Uh, how'd you like that piece, man? That was really good, though, as well. Uh, you know, Lee Morgan on trumpet and uh, Art Blakely on, on the drums. I, I don't know who the pianist was. The pianist was good, too. It reminds me a little bit of McCoy. And then, you know, the notes were, like, really pounding. Yeah. yeah. But it was really, a, that that was a good piece in, in itself. Uh, but to, to focus on Gilmore, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he was with, went to Sun Ra after that, because uh, Sun Ra was going to take you out of out, out yeah. of space. You know, the fact that he was able to deal with that and stay with it as long as he did. And, and, yeah. and now... Uh, I think heads up the group, but I didn't remember. Yeah, well, he passed. So oh, he yeah. passed. Okay, so he, he headed up the group when when Summer yeah. passed. That was, uh, you know, Gilmore played with a lot of folks, Freddie Hubbard, a lot of folks before he went to Sun Ra. Okay. And so he was well-known out there. And uh, and so being influenced by, by Charlie Parker influenced his style of play. Yeah. And... A person who came after or around the same time talks about how uh, they were influenced by Gilmore, and that's uh, John Coltrane. And I just think I just... You just had it on there, too. Huh? You just had it on there. Where is it? Uh, it should be on the top there. No, I don't. I uh, sort of got it... Uh, Missed it, folks, uh, but I'll, I'll get it back. John Coltrane, you know. Uh, and uh, so Gilmore uh, was an influencer of John Coltrane and Farrell. Yeah, I could see that. I could see how that could happen um, with the influence of uh, Charlie Parker as well as the influence of Sunra. I mean, yeah. Um, some of Rob's music was, you know, it was like, took you out there. It took you out there. Yeah, I know. You know, so uh, to be influenced by, by someone who was going to be part of his band for as long as Gilmore was, uh, you know, yeah. it's going to, if you are influenced by that person, it's going to take you in a you know, d different direction. Yeah, so, you know, uh, John Coltrane was influenced by Gilmore. Of course, there were probably other people that influenced him, but you can trace that line to Gilmore, to Parker, uh, to Chu. But let's listen to a piece by John Coltrane, and you would see how that sax as an instrument progressed in its use and how Train took this progression and really took off with it. Yeah. Took off, you know, uh, Way beyond the stuff that Charlie Parker was doing, or Chu, or even uh, uh, Gilmore. Gilmore, yeah. So here's a piece John Coltrane um, recorded in uh, in the '60s, and it's called Impression. Ah, yes. So sit back and enjoy this, folks. Thank you. 
Coltrane impressions. That was an explosion. Yeah, it sure was, man. Yeah. Oh my God, that I mean, that solo that he did for such a long time. I know, I man, know. Man, that takes a lot of uh, stamina in order to, you know, to produce yeah. the sounds that he's producing. And there's certain sounds that probably people have never heard before on that particular instrument that he was that he was producing at that time. Well, you know, that that was recorded in 1960, 61, I believe. Yeah. Impressions. Uh, but you, you can you can hear Charlie Parker in there, man. You can hear Gilmore in there. These yeah. early influences in jazz, even to some extent, Chewberry. Oh, you can hear it in, in, in Coltrane because Coltrane just took it all and... Uh, Became, it became a synergy of all these past experiences. Uh, he combined them and went further with that combination, man. Uh, but Elvin Jones. Oh, God. <laughs> Elvin <laughs> Jones earned his keep with the, that, the, man. He played that all the way through, yeah. man. Oh, all yeah. the way through. Oh, yeah. And, and, and McCoy got off a little bit. He didn't have to play as much. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting, and this is only you know we we only looked at a short forty year period from the nineteen twenties to the nineteen sixties, and look how much the music progressed. My God, you know, uh, it really really took it off. And I know there's there's so many great sax players that we did not talk about. You know, we just were trying to make a a connection and a line between a few and uh, how some influence others, so forth and so on. But that was good. And that brings me to uh, another sax player, man. You know, and he, he, I like him. I like him, but he does some stuff completely different. You know, I think he was, he, he reminds me a little bit where Train was going with his last album, Kulu Say Mama. And that's, uh, uh, my man David Murray, and the uh, David Murray's out there with his Gu Gu Kwa Masters. I think 
Guoka Masters. G W O. How would you pronounce that? Guoka. Yeah, I think so. I'm not really sure. Yeah, David Murray and those Guoka Masters, and that's the drums that he uses from his Caribbean islands that have a strong African root. But he takes, you know, uh, that 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 next step with jazz, that evolution. Uh, and puts it in a very cultural African uh, perspective. So uh, he was with like Sam Rivers around that time. The Sam yeah, Rivers. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. David Murray did some stuff, man. Yeah. Some innovative, creative stuff. Yeah, he definitely did. So let's let's listen to him, okay, on this piece. Uh, Guote, G W O T E is the name of this piece. And it's uh, David Murray and the Guokai Masters. And it features Farrell Saunders. So uh, sit back and enjoy, folks. Thank you. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was uh Dave Murray and the uh, Gulka Masters featuring Farrell Saunders and uh David Murray took that and put it into a whole different ball game, man. How'd you like that piece, man? Oh man, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You know that's that sax all of a sudden just just was elevated, you know, and surrounded by a Latin Caribbean African beat. Yeah, man. yeah, it was something. It was something like you could hear in a club. Matter of fact, you know, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I like the creativity that David Mary brings to the ball game, and uh, you know they had Farrell playing a little bit in there too, man. And uh, the voices, it just all blends so nicely, man. Just yeah. create a whole a whole mood there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like David. I, I mean, I ran across him uh, uh, professionally, not as a musician, but as a banker. Uh, and uh, about that same time, I also ran across Oliver Lake, who's mm-hmm. another saxist. Yeah, Oliver Lake, man, a good composer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. I hear you. I hear you. Well, Larry, you weren't here last week. And one of the things we did last week, me and Shantae, who will be back on the next podcast with you, is we introduced a little section of reading a poem. So uh, I read a poem last week, and Shantae read a poem. And so I'm going to continue that uh, idea of reading a poem. And uh, I'm going to read one of the poems from uh, my last book, uh, From the Backside of Life. And I always, I had an idea and questions about what is art. And I think that's a very individual perspective. Is you know, I remember when I was in college, they said anything that's creative was art. Well, it, it's it's... It's a little bit more than that. But I took it into a social perspective and wrote a poem called Art. When all the notes have been sung, words written, when all the pictures have been painted, rhymes spoken, when all the sounds have been played, dances leaping, when all the ego tripping finish, applause taking, If it has moved someone, stir the soul, heighten the conscience, incited compassion, brought joy to the heart, and caused a tear, then it is art. Bill Evans. Well, that's a little little poetry, uh piece that we added in, Larry, so when, when uh, Shantae comes back, she'll read a poem, and maybe I'll read another poem, just to, uh, poetry goes so well with jazz. Yeah, oh, it definitely does. It just fits, you yeah. know, uh, 
And besides, it gives me another platform to read my phone. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I do not blame you at all. Yeah. And, uh, That's good. It's a good idea. It's a good idea to, uh, to, uh, to use yeah. your platform in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, it's about that time. Larry, as always, it's great having you here. Great being here. Great. Oh, this was a great show today. Yeah, uh, man. Us. We did took a little his, hit, a little trip down, you know, history lane, in, in terms of the saxophone uh, styles and influences. Yeah, yeah. You know, we couldn't look at all the influences, but uh, you know, that's a word that's now in the modern vocabulary. People say I'm an influencer. Uh, you know, social media influencer, some other kind of influencer. But people have always been influencers. People have influenced people in history and in art and in music, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad I had a chance to listen to Chu today because I remember as a young uh, young man, uh, <clears throat> anything in that age that was created, um, I, I, I didn't like as much as I like what was happening with train and everything, yeah, everything else. Yeah. And I sort of like put that aside, you know. Yeah, yeah. And today I can listen and I, know. I can hear I know. where the reference, how it, how it happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm grateful. For the, yeah, it's a good that. word, the reference. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, folks, I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh... And as always, until the next time, peace and love. There I go, there I go, there I go. Pretty baby, you are the soul who snaps my control. Such a funny thing, but every time you're near me, I never can behave. You give me a smile and then I'm wrapped up in your magic. There's music all around me. Crazy music, music that keeps calling me so Very close to you, turns me your slave Come and do with me any little thing you want to Anything, baby, just let me get next to you Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies How I worry about you Just can't live my life without you Baby, come here Don't have no fear Oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love So tell me why Stop to think About this weather, my dear This little dream might fade away There I go talking out of my head again Oh baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together That would make me strong and breathe Ooh, when we are one I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid If there's a cloud up above us Go on and let it rain I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane Oh my baby Please let me love you and give me relief from this awful misery.
Don't you understand me? Now, baby, please pull yourself together. Do it soon. My soul's on fire. Come on and take me. I'll be what you make me, my darling, my Visit out there in that new promised land. Maybe there we can find a good place to use a loving state of mind. I'm so tired of being without and never knowing what love's about. James Woody, you can come on in, man, and you can blow now if you want to. We're through.